Yeah. Every oh, time. yeah. It was fire. The original Power Rangers theme song, absolute fire. Hey guys, I'm Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. And I'm Jack. And this, we're talking about Power Rangers. We are actually we are actually talking about a former, specific former Power Rangers. A specific former Power Ranger who played the Red Ranger. Um, and I don't I don't look it up. Yeah, would wrong. you look up his name? Because I actually like, you know, when I'm gonna talk shit about somebody, I want them to know that I, you know, at least respected them enough to know what they're before it's the like shit that, talking. It's like Mike or something. Right. Yes, before I say mean things on the internet. Sponsor okay, I do want to say he's not the original. No, I, I don't think he is. No, no, no I would the, never. The, no, he was original, on the Power Ranger Ninja the original Squad or red something. Guy, like it, dead or in prison or yeah, he, he did crime. One of them did crime. All right, well, let's not say who did crime because I don't want to get called out for like. I will look up who this guy no, no, was. The, the the original Red, I like. There was there was something with him because like they they got uh, they got some of the originals in the latest movie. Uh, hang on. I think it was Mike we really should have Trainer. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we definitely should have done this. Michael Trainer. Here we go. Uh, trivia. No, contribute to this page. I don't know. <laughs> it's not Colt. We're we're talking about the wrong guy here. We're talking about the wrong guy. Hang we on. gotta restart this thing. Oh my god! This. Hang on. All right, I'm gonna. This one sideways. There's gonna be some editing <laughs> in this episode. Redo. It's gonna be fine, guys. It's gonna be fine. Uh, wait. Oh, you know what? I'll just call out his TikTok handle. Here we go. TikTok on the con- sorry. Um inbox. Fuck off. No, no, it, it happened in both our heads. You just said it out loud. It it did at that. Right. Damn it. Is, he's not Colt. Colt's another guy. I'm very Oh, at this point, there have been okay. So his many name of them, is Michael. Is his name is Michael Trainor. I just said that. That was Colt on Three Ninjas. No, it's not Colt. He's Rocky. Whatever. I think okay. Colt. We're really gonna have to start this over because we've like called out some people. Michael oh, Trainor, Power Rangers. Hang on, hang on. Uh, that does not look like this guy. Okay. Big Bang Mike TikTok. Big Bang Mike TikTok. Which, by the way, is actually a pretty good TikTok handle. Yeah, no, no, no. Solid. Wait, is his name Mike Olasky? Yeah, it is. Mike Olasky. Here we go. Mike Olasky the second. Yep, this is the guy. He was in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, which I didn't know that that's like the what? fourth Three Ninjas movie. Hold on a I second. He was Mega in the Mountain. last one? Yeah. He was a recast. Of... Oh! Oh! All right. I'm leaving this whole disaster in this oh episode. This whole <laughs> disaster okay. of us trying to figure out which one of these fucking Power Rangers I was talking shit to. So, Here's the backstory. He is not even an original Power Ranger, and he is also a Three Ninjas recast. Yeah, he's not even an original Three Ninjas. So, So, anyway, (laughs) uh, he is also. I will say this: he's an accomplished mixed martial artist. He's had you know actual professional fights. So, and and well, I didn't knowing we were going to talk about this. I looked those up. He's good. Yeah. And we are not talking shit about him as like a mixed martial artist or anything like that. He would beat me up in a fight 
no questions asked. However, let's get down to business to explain what's going on. So he posted a video on his TikTok uh, talking about how gun people, us, should, uh, should like learn how to, you know, fight with your hands or like fight with knives and swords or shoot a bow and arrow and all of this other stuff. Cause at some point you're going to run out of ammo in the apocalypse, right? That was the key is in the apocalypse. Cause ammo is oh, going to get in more the apocalypse. Expensive. Very, yeah. very likely to happen. Yeah. Cause ammo will get super more expensive and, you know, harder to find and all of that. And I posted a very calm reply, just pointing out the scale of how much ammo there is. So for you guys that don't know, uh, how much ammo we have just in the United States. In 2021, the consumer market, just the consumer market, the United States consumer market purchased 8 billion, with a B, rounds of ammunition. And that's at super inflated prices. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. And that's just, and this is what I talked about in the TikTok, is that's just the U.S. consumer market. That doesn't count law enforcement, military contracts, ammo made overseas that doesn't make it to this market. Like, there's a whole other, there's multiple other continents still dipping into, my friend. If you've ever seen surplus from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, one of the the retail places I I follow just got in a bunch of pallets, and they're like, aha! Several million more. If you've ever seen War Dogs, there's a scene where there are like a bunch of cargo containers just full of 762 by 39. And it's a hundred million rounds of it, more or less. That is so common in the grand scheme of the world's supply of ammunition, it's not even worth talking about. There are warehouses full of ammo in Eastern Europe that people have forgotten exist that occasionally get rediscovered by like people are like, oh, look at this old rotted out warehouse. I wonder what's in here. Open the door. AK-47s and ammo. Also, dear Jesus, I see what you've done for other people. (laughs) They're they're in sealed packaging. These aren't like cardboard. They're in sealed tins. I've cracked open and smelled so much 1970s East German air. Where I'm just like, oh, communism. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Get it off so me. Much the, of one, it. the one and good thing from even, the commies. Oh. <laughs> me and Keith were part of a purchase where we were delivered two barrels, 55-gallon drums of ammunition. And we had to crack those things open. They were hermetically sealed to survive all environments. Mm-hmm. If your murder fantasy is the apocalypse... And it requires that guns don't work. You are looking for a thing called magic. Yeah. Because otherwise, your great-grandchildren will not hear the last shots fired in anger. No, no. no. There's so much. So much. And and that's just from production that's done right now. That's if all ammunition production ceases, which it won't. And, 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 And here's the thing. These bullets work uh, like the shell casings i you guys know this but some weirdo may not they, those can be reloaded for the most part mm-hmm. if you don't think there won't be a post-apocalyptic group of people who just go out to the battlefield and just pick them up if you've ever been to a range on an off hour you will know that there are people who come to these things just to collect the shell casings so that's the co- right now yeah that's while today, the coffee really- is pouring boys the, the idea that there is some sort of apocalyptic scenario 
where the ammo just runs at, you're gonna you're gonna have water world and you're gonna be out of gas before you run out of ammo you'll be out of gas way before we run out of bullets we'll be shooting each other on horseback uh before i mean it's just it and it's we'll it's be one shooting of those each other on horseback with all current production cars like rusted out hulked oh, out yeah. just like gone. Just shooting each other just doing wasteful mag dumps into trash with m16s because we found a warehouse full of five five six yeah and do you know mm -hmm. how much how how many rounds the average carbine is good for with no other parts the low end is twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah, it's so many. Uh, these are these are very durable goods, ladies and gentlemen. Very durable. And and we're talking like, look, yeah, we all mag dump stuff into trash and done like, oh, I'm just gonna do like an eight mag drill here just to see what happens. We've all done that. That is not combat. New no. combat no. is like way different. <laughs> So, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about Mike uh, Olasky, the second, by the way, I found his IMDb. He's he's the second person with that name. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, the idea that you, we're going to run out of ammo is nuts. If anything, ammo becomes a commodity and you like trade a brick of 22 LR for like six chickens and, and a butchered deer or something like that. Because So, so we go back to economy lit less than 200 years ago. Yeah, that, exactly. That was common economy less than 200 years ago. We are and not we had ammo back then. From ammunition being valid currency, like I wonder actually how long a like like I've got bricks of twenty two LR that are in that plastic casing with the seal on the end that should last forever. It's fantastic. So to move off of how long ammo is going to last because it's going to last forever, and again, one year of production, eight billion rounds just in the United States consumer market. All right, that is a bullet for every human being on the planet. One year of production just for the U.S. consumer market. Think, uh, and there, I know we are the biggest consumer market for guns, but we, but there's military, there's, there is a consumer market in Europe and Australia and even parts of Asia. Yeah, we're, you know. we're, we're, we're maybe the largest consumer market. We are, we are not unique as a producer. Yeah. Like Euro European producers, Europe. Asian producers are massive. That's why we import it. <laughs> How many rounds is P like PMC alone in South Korea? Uh -huh. Billions, billions of rounds a year. Oh, like, and we're talking like Chinese produced ammo, which is found all over the globe's conflict zones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't import. Nope. We don't. Hi, we hey don't guys, how did this crate of AKs and Chinese 7.62 end up in Africa? It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> anyway so that, that that's just just on the supply side alone it's a ridiculous assertion and the second ridiculous assertion is that gun owners aren't learning hand-to-hand -hand combat or learning how to use knives or shoot bows and arrows Every, base and now i will say i have it we have probably a tightly tighter selected friend group on this show than other people but Basically, all of our friends have been to an ECQC. All of our friends have some sort of unarmed skills. Many of our friends bow hunt. I know Jack bow hunts. Yeah, let me um, just, let me just, I am not a, a, an actively cool dude. I am, I am, I'm old now at 37, but I have 10 years of bouncing in biker bars, five years of jujitsu, bow hunting. For 13 years, I trained to fight sword and shield. 
Let's talk about the sword thing for a second. Yeah, like, let's just go ahead. That was a hobby. Like, yeah. at no point did I ever, like, I did hear a lot of people do this. Now, don't get, I came from that community. That community says this dumb stuff about ammunition running out all the time. But we we learned a lot fighting with sword and shield where we're just like, we're doing it for points and it's fun. Um, Swords are really cool when you're wearing armor and the other guy is a peasant. But if you don't have a full suit, and I mean ankles to top of head, chainmail, you're gonna die. And, and I don't mean just in like that, that's a in really that first big fight. knife that lets the blood right. out. Right, like I don't even mean in that first fight. Like you could just be the best swordsman in the world and just like wop pop 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 take out three dudes and just one of those dudes like nicked your arm really good you're like oh blood running down it i'm cool oh crap sepsis dead like or holy crap that was an artery ah damn it oh or, no nick the artery i'll see you guys in three minutes thanks for letting me win in the back by a guy with a pike because right. that's the other thing that like all okay we're gonna uh, we're gonna side sidebar into sword boys here for a minute because <laughs> because sword guys are without a doubt the weirdest and the worst and they're the ultimate expression so there is a uh a, there, there's a certain mindset among some members of the martial arts community whether it's traditional martial arts or modern mixed martial arts where oh you should you don't need a gun to defend yourself just learn jiu-jitsu or muay thai or whatever and that we could do a whole episode on how dumb those guys are uh um, every gracie i know shoots yeah, yeah. Almost and they love it Almost everybody yep. I know that's into mixed martial arts or punching people or choking people in their pajamas also shoots. So, uh, but sword boys, the worst expression of those people, because they're like, this sword is good for personal defense. And I'm like, against what? An unarmed peasant? Yeah, that's it. Swords are really cool if the other guy isn't wearing armor. If that guy is wearing armor, you are in for a bad day because all it feels like is just getting chopped into without without the cut now you can watch people fight in full armor and this is this is like full harness plate armor uh plate is not typically what you think of it as most of what people think of plate armor is jousting armor uh when i talk about a fighting harness that's a different kind of thing there's a little bit more mobility but we have active people fighting in full armored combat right now. There's a video of a guy Spartan kicking a dude. There, in that I'm going it's to, the I, most amazing yeah, thing. There, there's a there's a whole competitive division that brought armor back to fight in this stuff. One of the coolest people I know that fights in this. There's no kidding. I found I I'm in the sword world, so I'm watching this stuff. I come across this girl who's fighting, and she's just tearing it up, having a great time. Really high energy great participation she's talking about you can tell she's just really passionate and then like i'm watching her for like eight months i'm like oh this chick's awesome she's doing like really great stuff i love watching her fights then she showed who her parents were her dad is mac the delta dude like pat mac pat, pat mac. mac i forgot the pat for some reason i was like pat mac was her dad i'm like is your father Pat Mac? And she's like, oh, some guys do know who my dad is. And I'm like, <laughs> like some guys. Yeah. No, but uh, so the whole thing with this sword idea, right? It's the, the sword idea is this and the knife idea 
quite frankly, of like using swords and knives and bladed things. And as bows. Your, and, and bows. Like, bows we can bows is a completely separate conversation that we can get to in a minute. Um, which also is part of my how to spot a prohibited person game. Uh, um, <laughs> but the uh, the whole idea of like swords and knives as your primary defensive instrument is almost universally propagated by people who have never been in an actual sword or knife fight. And I mean a real one. They've never been stabbed. They've never had somebody cut them in a way where there was intent. Like, I, I carry a knife for a very, very specific use case, and it's not because I want to fight somebody else who has a knife. Like, nope. that is not, that's not why I have that on me at all. Uh, and it is not a primary. It's like a... It's it's really it's the, it's the world has gone so bad, but this is my one point of leverage I have left over this situation. That's it. Well, and I mean, to people who are listening, it, you know what a clinch pick is. You know why you carry a clinch pick, and you understand the use case for it. You know, um, Michael Lasky the second, because he got upset when I referred to him as a former Power Ranger, so I'm only referring to him by his full. Hey, it may be a thing like name. being in the Marines, where once you're a Power Ranger, you're always a Power <laughs> Ranger. That's well, the thing. Been... I'm not here to look. That's a very elite group. Very few people that in the world have ever been Power Rangers. Yes, far also, more Marines, to be honest. More people than I thought have been three ninjas, because apparently <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not even the original three ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool man uh so anyway but the idea that like one the idea that gun people aren't training to do this stuff is ludicrous are there some gun people who aren't yeah sure are there lots of gun people who are oh yeah yeah there's a whole whole mess of us now now let's talk about bows all right so bows and arrows bows and arrows are cool uh i have bows and arrows I, I enjoy shooting bows and arrows I would not want to take a bow and I like I would not want to take a bow and arrow to a fight for any number of reasons, not the least of which being bows and arrows that are good for fighting, like your Mongolian short recurve bows and stuff like that, are designed for a specific type of fighting. English longbows are designed for a specific type of fighting. Modern compound bows aren't designed for fighting at all. They're designed for hunting uh there the 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 universe i, I, I noticed something about accurate uh archery combat too uh the the part where there are a lot of archers like a lot a lot <laughs> a lot of them like a lot of them you put them in a big group and you make them shoot at another big group are physically elite to use the english longbow bow in combat changed your body I could not draw a historically accurate English longbow. Um, I'm not a weak you're not, person. You're not tall enough. You will, yeah, there's that too. It's actually taller than I am. It's six feet tall, isn't it? Uh, you can get it done at like 5'10", five, 5'11", five, but six feet really is the ideal height to work an English longbow. There's a very like complicated draw method because it actually comes from your hips, shoulders, and mm -hmm. arms in a very precise, like what mm -hmm. we're doing... I'm going to nerd out here for a minute. What we're doing is we're rolling the body and pushing and stretching at the same time, almost like push-pull technique with a shotgun. Oh, weird. I could shoot a Mongolian short bow, though. I've done that. Uh, uh, yeah, nice. with the height thing there, that's a that's a recurve compared to the long bow, yeah. which is a lot harder to make. Yes, um, incredibly difficult to make. But actually. we're looking for something between... 
Some people will say 30 pounds of dude. I've actually been shot by a padded arrow with a 30 pound bow and I felt it, but I don't think it would kill me. I like it would, it would have to like really get in there, but so, somewhere in the 40 to 120 pound range, uh, we'll do it. The great thing about modern compound bows, those are the bows, the pulleys and levers and everything. The reason why most people use those for hunting is the hold. Mm-hmm. You you use all that strength to get to the hold, and then the cams lock, and I'm only holding a very small amount of that weight, yeah. and I'm probably not even holding it with my fingers. I'm probably holding it with a release mechanism, and now I'm able to carefully aim. I've got sights on that, and I can ethically take the shot when it is correct. So the whole idea of fighting with a bow stems from the Hollywood trope of the way archery is portrayed in movies, which is archer equals sniper. Like that's your one-to-one portrayal of archery in movies. And I'm fine with that if we're in like a Lord of the Rings setting or a Marvel Universe setting, because we've very clearly at this point discarded, you know, reality, right? There's dragons and, you know, Iron Man. We're having fun right now. So we can have fun by saying this person is so good at this skill that it defies the normal rules. But if you're talking about the actual practical application of archery throughout history, you the way it was used by the Mongols was different than the way it was used in the West. In the West, it was artillery. It was it filled a very similar role to the way that we utilize artillery minus the beyond visual range uh, capabilities, obviously, but read up on Agincourt and you'll, you'll kind of get the feeling of how the West understood archery. The other thing about archery in the West is it was the beginning of the return to democracy. Mm -hmm. Um, An archer, anybody with a longbow could kill a man on horseback if he wasn't wearing full plate. And once the crossbow became available, even in full plate, he could be killed. This is why we start seeing armor go away, um, and guns kind of finalize this. You would still see guys wearing breastplate and other stuff because they were expected to close and fight with swords and knives and axes and hammers and pikes and other things, all of which I want to return to the fact, if you win, you have to know about wound care. Yeah, because dying and sepsis. Some of that wound care is hold them down we gotta chop the limb off Mm -hmm. yeah like guys we're talking about barbaric practices here so whenever somebody says to me i know how to use a sword my thought is do you know how to use a tourniquet do do you know how to do you know how to clean a wound do you do you know like what time to prioritize cleaning your wound versus like self-care versus buddy care like what does the squad dynamic look like <clears throat> have you actually like done your triangle on the ground and known where your footwork was supposed to go? Have you ever fought with a friend? Cause that really sucks when you and a friend are fighting with sword and shield or other such medieval weaponry. And you don't know how to talk and work together. It's a lot different than laying on the ground and shooting at a dude, which is also really complicated. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. masters of that stuff are the guys who will master sword work. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think that your great equalizer will be like, bro, I got this sword. I promise you that if it happens and, like, the magic turns off the gunpowder, which I'm going to plug a book here. Uh, if that idea is cool to you, I get it. There's a book series called Dies the Fire by S.M. Sterling. 
It is phenomenal and really good. Highly recommend you read it. But I promise you, day two of Guns Not Working, Delta Force will be working on sword drills, and those dudes are coming for you, baby. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it turns out that the elite killing machines are elite killing machines because of their personality and training, not because they have HKs. We made this magic bang stick work. Yeah, Delta Force is still going to be incredibly dangerous. All of the people that are currently incredibly dangerous will still be incredibly dangerous. Still, in fact, be incredibly dangerous. So, in short, guys, uh, we'll wrap this episode up by saying: first off, thanks to everyone for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. Uh, secondly, don't get yourself defense and apocalypse advice from the replacement for one of the three ninjas and a uh, not even OG Power Ranger. For the record, if if, if you, by the way, sir, Miss. Mike, whatever your yeah. name is, uh, however he, you want to be addressed, his full I want to say name. that we are coming to you from a place of this is moderately humorous. Yeah, we are being serious. You We're don't not like, know what you're talking about with ammo production. There, there's, there's some. You have a weird point. There's a serious aspect. Yeah, but we're not like actually like I'm not actually ripping this guy. I've enjoyed some of his other content on the internet. If this is one of those situations where. Uh, that I desperately try to avoid where someone, a content creator gets into a lane that's adjacent to their existing lane and shows their ass. And I they also, don't, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and they don't do it on purpose. They're usually not it, doing it's it. It's not done with malice. It's not done at look at me, how smart I am or anything yeah. like that. It's just one of those where he was like, this is the thing. And I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And yeah, we're also game. content creators. Yeah. We were just fuel for our fire and we're yeah. fuel for your fire. I totally get it. By the way, congrats on being Tuscan Raider number seven, which is really what you should introduce yourself yeah, as. Lead with really? that, not Power Ranger. Come on. Tuscan Raider number seven. Tuscan uh, you were Raider. also a soldier in Sinners and Saint, which is a fantastic underground movie. With one of my favorite guys, um, why I'm so bad with names. Uh, it's Johnny Strong. Oh my God! Yes, Sinners and Saint was a fantastic flick about like New Orleans cops and mercenaries fighting it out. I didn't know you were in this. Good for you on that. Um, also, uh, William Kaufman should do more movies. That man does some pretty good action. Oh, and he was um, in he was in an uncredited he had an uncredited appearance in Star Trek Enterprise. Anyways, uh this is not a, this is not like an attack, you know. Please, you know, don't interpret it like that. We're really just trying to point out that like this is way more complicated than a lot of people put any thought into it. And uh also and, you know, ammo eight ammo eight running out in a year. Oh my god, ammo, yeah. <laughs> hundreds of years come on all right guys that's it for this week thank you everyone for liking sharing subscribing listening uh i feel like we did an ask for user somethings last week and i didn't get any of them but it's been it was two weeks ago that we filmed that episode and we're all pretty fucking busy so if we did we did if you have ideas for shit you want us to talk about on the show though definitely send us emails or comments or carrier pigeons even though birds aren't real birds are not real that's why the carrier pigeon works <laughs>